my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Sam Edis. And I'm Amy Nelson. Welcome to What's Her Story with Sam and Amy. This is a show about the world's most remarkable women, their professional and personal journeys. Together, we'll hear from gold medalists, best-selling authors, and leaders of the world's most iconic brands. Listen every Thursday or join the conversation anytime on Instagram at What's Her Story Podcast. Zuri Adele is best known for her portrayal of series regular Malika on the award-winning TV series Good Trouble, now in its fifth season. Tell us a little bit about where your story began. You know, it really starts with just being raised and brought into the world by parents who are artists themselves and who just really were steeped in the liberation of people of African descent and just being in that household where there was like this additional curriculum of like learning about our power and our our knowledge and having this free space to perform, like being around my mom and drum circles and my dad being a performance poet and just having a lot of nurturing to really express myself and always wanting to take a stand and where education was also really important. And I can tell that has fully informed like me becoming this self-proclaimed storyteller griot who Mm -hmm. I feel like I am and I'm really grateful to be able to embody and share stories through my voice and body that lead to that type of liberation work, that abolition work. So that's the whole gist of it where like it's this combination of like community and expression through performance art with this intention of collective liberation. And that's like 
that's the womb I was brought up in. When you were a young girl, did you think you would grow up and be a storyteller? I knew I was going to express with my voice and with my body. I didn't know what that was, but I wasn't blessed with the singing talent necessarily. <laughs> so it was just kind of, but no, you know what it really was is that I wanted to be everything. Mm-hmm. Like I would watch something on TV or go to a play and I was like, I want to be a princess. Oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. Oh, maybe I want to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And sort of the FOMO of it all led me to want to portray all of, like learn all of these life perspectives and portray them on screen or on stage. Like maybe that's a non-committal version of me too, because it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't have to take it home, but I can, I can, for three months. Yeah, yeah. I can do some research. I can learn about this perspective. I can be you for three months. Yeah. All of that. And do you so, ever feel though, like I wish I had pursued a career in law or a career in politics or anything else? Or are you always satisfied with where you landed? I'm really satisfied and excited about where I landed and I am without any regrets. I am really excited to like keep learning more. So now that like at first, a lot of my acting was and like self-expression and storytelling was in the form of theater and the stage and the live audience experience. And now that I'm having a lot of experience on the camera and in television, I'm craving to learn even more about filmmaking and directing and producing because I'm like, this machine is phenomenal. And I want to know more and more about like, and it, and it has such a large reach, like motion picture is such a tool for like socioeconomic change. And it reaches, it can reach so far so quickly that I want to learn more now about the behind the scenes work of how that happens. So no regrets, but I am like, oh, now I, now I want to learn more how to produce. Now I want to shadow a few right. directors and learn that. And I want to learn how, like, the money moves to make all these things happen. Mm-hmm. So That's great. Yeah. We just spoke with Maybelle Blair. It was oh, amazing. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's amazing to hear a 95-year-old talk about her career yes. in the present tense. So I'll give you a little bit of grace here. Yeah. But, like, what do you think your career <laughs> will look like when you're 75? When I'm 75, mm-hmm. I will be, I will for sure be lending my voice and body to tell as many stories through that 75 year young body that can be told. And I'll be producing and directing content that feels like it's liberating, uplifting all in all the ways that I want it to. I'll be bossing around, you know, <laughs> be, I'll be, and hopefully it'll be like on good trouble. Like I have this dream that good trouble is going to be like the great Grey's anatomy vibe. So mm-hmm. I'm like, let me get my oh, Debbie Allen it. on. And, you know, yeah. be this producer on there and, and bring these new generations into the show. So, like, I pray when I'm 75, there's something going on there or at least something that's like an extension of that type of storytelling where we're focused on activism and mm-hmm. abolition. And My daughter, that. who is a young activist, she and I watch her show together. Oh. We love it. What would you say to a teenager growing up today Ooh given the the possibilities and also sort of the the angst that Mm. has gone into a world in which everyone is so aware, hyper aware, has access to so much information. Yeah. I would say trust yourself, trust your instincts, trust your inner voice. Like we've learned so much through that generation that we can uproot any system that is harmful and we can take action in really creative and new ways. We can reach people and really unconventional ways with our our work and our content. And so I would just continue to tell that generation, like, thank you and trust your instincts, trust your self-awareness, like keep following that yellow brick road of your voice. Okay. So you're a storyteller. If you could put your career story into three words, what would they be? Undaunted 
by the fight. I know it was for. I know it was for. I know it was for. <laughs> Still I rise. I love it. That's amazing. That's a good one. So you wake up every morning and what do you do first? What's your routine? As best as I can, I read a morning devotional and like a daily devotional sort of get my head in the game and meditate. And then right now I have two puppies. So I take them outside, do a little snuggles. And um, always I usually do like a martial arts training in the morning if I can. Oh. Or I'll just meditate and go to work if I have like an early call time. But something where like definitely a practice of sorts where I'm like grounding and hearing from the source about how we're going to stay, you know, present for the day. How do you find a way to stay connected to the source, the universe, God, whatever we call mm-hmm. it, in a really noisy world? I go, I start with my body. Like I do a body scan. I make sure I can feel, you know, the air hit my skin, a seat beneath me, my feet in the ground. It could be on the subway. It could be anywhere, but just like start with where the body is and where the breath is. And that helps me really like, we all just took a breath right now. Yeah. That just helps me get present. Well, it's so interesting. Someone said this to me the other day, because I've always thought of myself as the world's worst meditator. Sam would probably. Oh, agree. me too. My, <laughs> my brain's always going, but that's like the practice. Is it is. Sit right? there and let it flow. Let the tabs be yeah. open. But yeah. someone explained to me that truly in the whole world, your breath is the only thing that has to live in the present. Ooh, so that's why we focus on the breath. That's good. Uh, so Even oh I gosh. like that, Amy. <laughs> she, she's You're like, this woo-woo. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, where is she going with this? No, but, but that's I'm a like, good I'd rather do my New York Times spelling being crossword. That's yeah. my meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is a meditation, though. That's you're getting your brain. You. Yeah, you're strategizing. So yeah, you're having quality time with yourself. Yeah. You're unplugged and plugged in. No, that's good. That's how you get your brain moving. Oh, see, I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, you're woo-woo. Don't try to hide it. Not my woo-woo. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. So how did you land your role on Good Trouble? Oh, so it was this audition process. So you know how Good Trouble is a spinoff of The Fosters? Mm -hmm. So I had auditioned for a role on the season finale of The Fosters a couple times, and I was excited about it and didn't end up booking it. And then I, you know, a few months later, had this audition for this untitled foster spinoff I think is what they called it. and I was like oh I'm really glad I didn't book that season mm-hmm. finale. just in case nice. there was an overlap and um yeah there were four rounds I think four or five rounds of auditions and everyone in the audition room was like looked so different you know everyone was a black woman we had like a different you know body type or energy or um there were just so many different forms of self-expression and I loved how inclusive the like character description of Malika was and I'm just so grateful I was in for all the divine reasons I guess like we were that character and I were soulmates and I just kept coming back for round after round with the producers and the network and each actor like as we narrowed it down to like the final three each one was so talented that we were like cheering each other on we were like if it's because we were all so different we just all had really different like temperaments it was like okay well if that's Malika then that's Malika like if it's me that it was just like oh at this point it's not about talent so it really also developed like this really cool sense of like sisterhood and yeah but it was you keep in touch with the other two I do. Well, there's one, one of them was already a friend of mine, which was really amazing. And yeah, she's doing so great. Oh, she's, her career is incredible. So yeah, we keep in touch. Take us through <laughs> an audition. Yeah. 
So in particular for TV, you know, you receive the the script, the sides. Sometimes you receive also the script of like the rest of the episode or or the rest of the film. And you may get less than 24 hours. Maybe you get 48 hours to prepare it. It could be sometimes it's like a couple pages, but sometimes it's usually like 10 pages and just prepare it and study as much as you can and film it with a friend like Sean who helps me with my auditions all the time and makes them so great and stretches me and pushes me and um it's helped me find the joy and the playfulness and like working with friends and just trying not to see it as like okay let's book this job as much as like oh we get to workshop and play with this thing today and well, that's right now because it's on tape because of COVID. But ah. before we used to go into the audition room and audition for the casting directors and meet them. And I do kind of like now being able to do it from home and Ooh. do it a few times and choose my favorite one. Mm-hmm. But everyone has like a different, you know, preference on that. And then there are other rounds where it's like, you know, if they want to move forward, then then we go in and read with the casting, you know, with the, either the casting directors and or the producers and the writers. And now I've been on the other side of that a little bit more playing Malika, like where other characters will do a chemistry read with me oh, to like come into yeah. my story. And I've learned that's helped me so much because I've learned like, oh, everyone is so talented. Like this is the reasons that like someone will be cast have nothing to do with talent. By the time it gets to like the final right. three, you know, it just hasn't it doesn't have any it's never personal um and that's helped me depersonalize like the outcomes of my auditions and just choose to have fun and now a quick break my dad works in b2b marketing but i never really knew what that meant then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big mql man then he just kept saying things like the more mqls the better over and over My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. 
the iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You've succeeded in a career that most don't. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, I'm still learning the answer to that. And thank you for saying I've succeeded because I don't think I see it that way. I feel successful, but it's like, I feel like I'm at the beginning of so many things and still auditioning and not booking them. And you know, all the things like good trouble is like probably the most recent audition I booked. And that was five years ago. And, um, I do think that it's because Everything is in divine order. I know you don't want to hear it. I know. I but really don't. I love it. I really think, it. yeah. But I also <laughs> I think know, it's about right? the energy that we bring into a room. I yes. think like how present you we can bring be with the people. best energy. And by Thank the way, you. for everyone listening, your outfit, I'm kind of like Gaga over, and I don't be usually like get like that. So <laughs> tell me about it. And so describe it. I- I'll describe it to our listeners. But it's silk and it's <laughs> matching. And is it one jumpsuit or it's, is it? It's a two, two piece, piece, but you know, a jumpsuit. Makes yeah. it. Um, Ofer, it's this uh, West African company. How do you spell yeah, they're it? so amazing. O f u u r e. It is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, like, they do really great, like high waist two piece, Ooh. which I love a set. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so in terms of your own personal life. Mm-hmm. What are you doing on the weekends or with friends or do you date? Tell us about your your romance. Oh, juicy and spicy. Well, listen, <laughs> our schedule is just so my work schedule is so st- I'm still learning, I think, because that's that's more of an excuse than a reason. But I am still learning how to balance like the ever constantly ever changing demands of like my work schedule with a personal life. Mm-hmm. So I date. I also just started working with a matchmaker, and that's been oh, fun. Oh, yeah, that's, that's been awesome. fun. So it's like I'm trying to. I'm working on delegating everything. So now I'm Love delegating. It. Like we've had other guests who've had success. Oh, okay, with great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's many. been a fun ride because it's also just taught me what I like and like what I'm attracted mm-hmm. to, and then how I like to be treated yeah. and. It's also really held me accountable to be honest about, like, if I'm feeling a second date or if I'm not. And uh, just to be clear and unapologetic about what I what I like, which I love your question about, like, well, why is it that you are successful? Because it's like, damn, I want to be humble. (laughs) But also, I think there is something strong about saying, like, it is important, the energy that we bring into a space Mm -hmm. and like how present we can be and how people feel when we leave. Do they feel you know, drained or do they feel filled up? And I like to honor that. Like I do my best work to fill myself up so that I can fill people up when I'm in the rooms. And I do think that that has an impact on my career. And I think you can be incredibly humble and share about your success so yeah. that other people see it because yeah. we can't be what we don't no. see. Yeah. Right. And right. So for, You're right. For little girls. For, well, yeah. yeah. I think as women, especially yeah. it's so important. Like Amy and I love to talk about women and money. Like, yeah, yeah. we want to make a lot of money. And yeah. people are always like, Oh, you just said that. Yeah. But I know. Men never say yeah. that. You're right. A lot of You're money right. And yeah, like cover so their right. mouth. Like what? Yeah. Right. So talk to us about money and your Ooh. thoughts on money. Okay. Your relationship Were you in my money? therapy session last week? <laughs> no, I, okay. We really, okay. Hold me accountable. Yeah. Money. My relationship with money is growing. 
because I went, so like when I first booked Good Trouble, I was on food stamps. I was just, you know, I was making minimum wage, working part time at a yoga studio and auditioning, you know, at night and by the day working at a yoga studio by night. And because I had not booked like guest stars or other sort of like less consistent parts, Mm -hmm. I went from what felt like zero to a hundred when I booked the series regular contract on Good Trouble. So there's a lot of like personal finance, like financial literacy that I've needed to learn in sort of a crash course. And it's been imperative to have people around me who I trust, who can like guide me through that. I've learned a lot about saving, a lot about taxes, a lot about like whatever we negotiate for ourselves is really like like we'll really take home half of that um what by the time we you know pay out our taxes pay out our teams all that to keep those things in mind and to invest and I'm still in a crash course but my relationship with money has really stretched me lately to remember that there is no lack like you know it's always like well is this the last season or are we gonna have more Mm. should I save up am I not gonna work for a couple years and so it's had me have a little bit of like a scarcity mindset sometimes. Like I don't ever want to go mm-hmm. back to where I was again. Which and is a freelancer mindset. I mean, that's a yeah, common thing yeah. right? when you don't have the, yeah. that, uh, the corporate so I'm salary. Still or, right. on that journey. Yeah. And then it's also like, I like nice things. And because my schedule is the way it is, now I need to delegate a lot of things. And so that costs even more money, but it helps me show up so full at work. And then when I show up full at work, I make more money because I book more jobs. And okay, now I got to delegate more. So it has taught me that there is this, cycle that comes right back to me you were in my therapy session (sighs) yeah my therapist is gonna be very happy that she asked me that question she's gonna see i told you it's all a cycle there's no lack (laughs) should we do like a quick speed round what book are you reading speak up by tunde oyenane what is your favorite beverage a chai latte with oat milk and a little agave Mm. where are you taking your next vacation barbados who leaves you starstruck? Oprah. We all are starstruck. <laughs> but you know Oprah. I do. But she still leaves me starstruck. <laughs> thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So Amy, Good Trouble was one of the shows that Ella and I watched together. And she just goes gaga over Zuri. She thinks she's the bee's knees. And I understand why. She's incredibly charismatic and thoughtful and really smart. Very smart. I mean, she's definitely one of those people you meet and you immediately want to be friends and hang out and want her to succeed because she's one of those really rare individuals that seems super kind and ambitious and interesting. Like it's a mix you don't see a lot. Well, I love the fact that she's an activist. You get the sense that she's not going to take on a role where she doesn't believe in the ethos of the show. And I think that that also is rare in Hollywood when it's so hard. I mean, you heard her story. It's just so hard to make it. And I found her story really inspiring. And it made you think like if you're out there and you've gotten all these rejections, all it takes is one, right? One yes, whether you're in business, whether you're in theater, it's just one yes that can change your life. Absolutely. And so the point is to keep going until you hear the yes. Thanks for listening to What's Her Story with Sam and Amy. We would appreciate it if you'd leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, connect with us on social media at What's Her Story Podcast. 
What's Her Story with Sam and Amy is powered by my company, The Riveter, at theriveter.co, and Sam's company, Park Place Payments, at parkplacepayments.com. Thanks to our producer, Stacey Para, and our male perspective, Blue Burns. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.